This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. Welcome into the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. It is the Kansas City Chiefs schedule release special. I guess that's what we'll call it. It's a special, special episode, a very special episode of the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. My name is Patrick Allen. I'm joined with uh, with Matt Verderam. Uh, Verderam, big, big day yesterday around the NFL circles. A lot of people, so listen, this kind of bugs me. I and mean, maybe you're in this camp, but a lot of people kind of like, hate on the schedule release like they roll their eyes and they're like hey, we already know who everybody's gonna play and uh but i love it i always have i think it's so fun to see the order it like it, it matters like the order matters it's 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 only a, a 17 well 17 game season now um but you know it's it's when when are they going to be at home? You know, how does it all shake out? What are the prime time games? It, it's not like this is baseball where they're playing a hundred games, right? Like this is these all matter. I wish baseball only played a hundred games, <laughs> right? I, I don't have the time anymore, man. I, they I don't played have the time 50. anymore. Oh, um, no, I I am definitely a a schedule snob, a nerd with it. Um, I love to see how it shakes because I have my own personal little beliefs that. I'd rather see, like, as a Chiefs fan, I'd rather see the schedule hard early rather than late. I've always felt that way. You get you get the best teams early. Hey, look, teams haven't gelled 100% yet. You, know, you might be able to catch them. Whereas late, those teams are coming down the stretch. They're throwing out everything because they've got to win. It's a playoff race, so on and so forth. And so, ergo, I'd also rather see bad teams late because they've cashed it in. Maybe the coach is a lame duck. If you're if you're fifty fifty with injuries, maybe you're not gonna you're not gonna go all out. You know, maybe I'll sit some guys. So, I've always been a big believer in that, and I also think it matters not not as much for Kansas City because they're a cold weather team anyway. But like, if you're the Dolphins, when are you going to Buffalo? You're going in September. You're going in January. It right. matters. Yeah. Like, it's a huge difference. You know, like now the Chiefs get the Chargers at home week three. I'd prefer to see them in, in Arrowhead week seventeen. You know, it makes it hard, but. That kind of stuff. Now they do get the Raiders in December in, in, in Kansas City, which I think it that stuff does make a difference. I've always believed that. I also always look at when is the buy. I'd rather have it in the, dead, in the middle of the year, but if you're going to have it earlier or late, I'd rather have it late. Um, you know, I think you know how many three game trips do you have? Stuff like that. Usually, you don't have more than one, but do you have one at all? The Chiefs do not this year. Um, you catching team on which teams you're catching on a short week, maybe. So all that stuff does matter. It matters quite a bit, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree, and it's uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to see if you're planning on trying to get out to Arrowhead. What when are you going to go? When do you want to be there? Which game do you want to go to? When's it going to be? How's it working with your schedule? Uh, I think it's one of the one of the most fun parts of the off season, especially because. And, I, and I'm actually kind of glad they moved it. I was really jonesing for it before the draft, but this is a good spot for it. And I think also, it's in terms of people like you who makes you make a big prediction, right? When this schedule comes out every year, you make you go through, you pick every game ahead of time. And um, one thing I think that probably helped you this year, and you can, you guys can read that that over on fansetta.com. Matt picks every game through the Super Bowl, has a pretty good track record of doing it too. But now that it's after the draft, you've got a little bit more information on you know to help make your picks. You can go through and tweak things. Did that help yeah. you at all this year? 
Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I usually, in, in full disclosure, I make a lot of those picks once free agency settled down. Because also this year, like, I knew Jacksonville would take Trevor Lawrence. I knew that Wilson would go to the Jets. So, you know, there is some of that. But, yeah, I went back after the draft. And, and, and like, I changed, for an example, I, I tweaked the Bears record a little bit. Um, you know, I went back and I, I tweaked Cleveland and Baltimore a little bit. Um, so, yes. Uh, but I'll, usually those picks, usually I'll make them, like, April 15th. And for people asking or wondering to themselves why, because it takes so long to put that post together that if I didn't do that, the, the post wouldn't come out till May 20th. So um, try to make it as timely as possible. We did it. It went up last night at 8.05, which is the earliest it's ever gone up. I was happy about that because you can, I'll pick all the games. I write out all the, all the blurbs on each of the pages, but you still, you still got to wait for when those games are coming out. Luckily there were so many leaks. I was able to kind of plug and play throughout the day. Um, and I will be that guy, by the way. Please, if, look, if you like my work at all, go to my Twitter account. It's pinned on there. Go check out uh, it, it, my, my piece where I pick all 285 games, including the playoffs, all the way through Super Bowl 56. Have a lot of fun with it. It goes week by week. Uh, I write about the game of the week and every single uh, you know week of the slate. And as a Chiefs fan, I think you're going to enjoy it. So, um Please check it out because it took an ungodly amount of work to get it up. But I do it as a labor of love, and I, I do enjoy it. Fourth time I'm doing it, and I've never had a year where I haven't picked at least one of the Super Bowl teams. Very good track record. Love the piece every year. Read through it last night. Lots of fun. Games of the week. It's not just picks. There's some meat in there for you as well, so dive in. Uh, before we get into the schedule, and it's a, it's an interesting schedule. It, it's the first year with the 17 game season. Everything's different. Um, it, 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 it's just one game, but doesn't it seem like you look at the schedule. It looks like massive to me. It's so weird. It's only they added one game, but it seems larger. Uh, it is larger, but it seems bigger than one game when I look at yeah. it. Well, it's, uh, I, look, it, it it's weird because normally in my head I always break it up by quarters. Well, not anymore. Yeah, that's um, that. Oh, poor Todd Haley. The first yeah. quarter of the season, that that's all out the window. Right, right. So I think it's um look, it's a it's uh different, I guess is the only way I can really term it, right? I mean you're gonna the thing that I find interesting now is that the last game of the year is January 9th. So you're going you're going deeper into January. Yeah, you know, it that is that is one of the things that I noticed. Like I love cold weather football, right? Because I don't have to play in it. Um, right. but even going to games, I like going in December. I like going when it's late and it's cold and it really means something for me, for whatever the reason that's always meant football. Maybe it's because I grew up in New York and it's, it's cold in December. And, and that's, you know, my memories of, of football really are, are surrounding, uh, you know, some bad weather, some, some adverse conditions. Um, but I found that interesting. You know, week 18, you go and look Sunday, January 9th. I mean, that is. That is easily the latest the regular season's ever gone, of course. And, and the Super Bowl this year, you know, will be on February 13th. So the season runs longer. And if you're the NFL, you're thinking, hey, A, we get an extra game here, so we get some extra revenue. But B, we're shortening the offseason a little bit. You know, and that's no business in the world has figured out how to monetize itself better than the NFL. Uh, you know, we're, we've gotten to the point now with this. If they keep the 17-game schedule, which they will, because money okay. um, is it one one of these years, maybe next year. I don't know how it works out. The Super Bowl is going to fall on Valentine's Day. This is a big oh, yeah. problem for a lot of people. Not me. 
Steph, Steph knows <laughs> Steph my knows. job. I'll take her out on the Friday. We're good. I watched. I watched the. Uh, I watched the Chiefs lose to the Steelers on the 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 first night of uh, Mag and I's honeymoon. Um, so That's set the tone. Set the tone early. Uh, <laughs> it's in, in Mexico, sitting there watching watching the. God, it might have been the game that Tyler Palco started. I don't know. God help us. Um, anyway. Uh, before we get into it, uh, the Arrowhead Attic podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. We've got some breaking news here. They, Manscaped just released the Lawnmower 4.0, um, and uh, the engineering team over there has been working on it. I think they worked with people who work with like Elon Musk to like build rockets. So I mean, you're you're basically like you're 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 trimming your business down there with like space aged material. It's probably titanium. Um, actually, the latest ceramic keeps you from cutting yourself. Um, we got a deal for you. Um, join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. That includes me. That includes Vertoram. Uh, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Take care of your business down there. Don't wait until Valentine's Day and the Super Bowl and all that to, uh, to get yourself an order. Uh, it's FANSIDED20. Head over to manscaped.com. They've got great products. You guys know I'm a big proponent of their crop preserver. Uh, basically deodorant for your nether regions keeps you smelling fresh and uh that's an important thing so manscaped.com fansided 20 support the show and get yourself some pretty cool products if you don't need it you don't need to buy it but if you want to help out vertoram and i keep us employed we appreciate it yeah (laughs) all right um thank you to manscaped okay so let's get back into it chief schedule is out so you know, it leaked throughout the day yesterday. Different games leaked. Kansas City's kicking off the season against the uh, my hometown Cleveland Browns, um, and uh, it's at home. It's at Arrowhead. Sunday, September twelfth. It's a. It's not a. It's not a primetime game, so to speak. But it. It basically is right. It's the late window. Not too many games on. It's going to be shown over a lot of the country on CBS. Uh, on this first game. Uh, What's your take? Good. You, you like this matchup coming right out of the gate? Yeah, I, I do. Um, so you, like my feeling on this again is you'd rather play good teams early. I think Cleveland's going to be good this year, and I know there's some split opinion because they they did go 11 and five last year, but they had negative point differential. I love their off season. I think in the seven year second year with Kevin Stefanski, I think they'll be better. Um, I think Cleveland's a good football team. I think they have a, a real legitimate beef to be the third best team in the AFC um, behind Casey and Buffalo. But I think we've seen year after year after year with the Chiefs, with Andy Reid. They come out of the gate and they play well every year. Maybe that's preparation. Maybe that's all the wrinkles Coach Reid has. But they always seem to come out and play their best football, or at least some of their best football, uh, right, right out of the shoot. So you get that home opener. Obviously, this year, nine home games, only eight road games. That'll switch next year. Um, so they have that advantage as well. I like it. I think for the Chiefs, it's a good test. It's not a game you're going to sleepwalk in. Like I always get nervous when you play a team that's awful week one because you're just kind of you're, you're easing into a street fight a little bit. Um, I think it's good for Kansas City. I really, In fact, we'll get into this, but I, I love the way their schedule lays out for a lot of reasons. 
Yeah, uh, Cleveland is a good team. The, their defense wasn't very good last year. You know, you and I talked about them. You know, especially with the playoff matchup last year, they had to kind of win a certain way. And and I think they're they've got good players. They've done a good job of putting that roster together. They had a good draft. Stefanski's a, a good head coach. I th- and obviously in an elite running game, they go as Baker goes, right? Yep. If if Baker continues to improve and they and they don't have to hide him and, and 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 let's just be honest and to all my my friends who are Browns fans out there I cheer for the Browns if they're not playing the Chiefs he you know the guy he's he's not he's I would put him in like Kirk Cousins land right now you know like a good Kirk Cousins season you know um can he continue to improve I think that's the going to be the key for Cleveland or is he going to be somewhat limited to you know maybe achieves Alex Smith status right that, that you need everything else to go right to win but he's he's certainly talented He's a talented player. He's got a lot of heart. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, yeah, I think that's a tough. That's a tough draw for Cleveland coming out of the gate, having to go to Arrowhead, Kansas City, dealing with Andy Reid, a new offensive line, all those weapons. Um, you never know with Week One. I when the Chiefs weren't very good, I always used to say, I want to play the teams that we probably wouldn't be able to beat later. Let's get them Week One when we can surprise them. So maybe it works out for Cleveland. But I think the Chiefs won this one. Yeah, I agree. I think the Chiefs will. Handle business. I saw that they are a five and a half point favorite. So that's uh, it's pretty, pretty happy good. The, yeah, Browns the NFL are, Browns are a good team. I thought maybe that line would be a touch lower, but it's not. So next up, uh, week two, September nineteenth. That's a Sunday. Sunday night football. Chiefs head right into prime time for another uh, matchup with Lamar Jackson. Did we play the Ravens in week two last year too? Was it week, week two? Week three. Okay, so early on Monday night getting. Last year. Getting a look at, at at the Ravens uh, going going to Baltimore, not an easy place to play. Uh, there will be fans this time um, on Sunday Night Football. Does this game worry you early in the season? I'll pro- I may regret saying this. The, the Ravens don't worry me at all because they never beat them. Yeah. They never beat the Chiefs. I, I mean, after the game last year, Lamar Jackson famously said the Chiefs are his kryptonite. Like. It's Baltimore's home opener. But here's one thing that is interesting. Baltimore's coming off a short week because they play Monday Night Football week one in Vegas. So you got to come back across the country and play the Chiefs, who will be sitting at home after their week one game at Arrowhead. The game doesn't worry me. I, I mean, I, look, do I respect the Ravens? Yes. But I also think the Ravens got worse this offseason. They lost both edge rushers. They lost Orlando Brown. They didn't add anybody I truly care about. No disrespect to Sammy Watkins, but the injury history, and in that style of an offense, I don't know that that's going to be a, a wonderful marriage. Kevin Zeitler's a nice fitted guard, but that doesn't replace the loss he had to tackle, where they'll be going with a rookie. Um, you know, or excuse me, well, they might be going with uh, Alejandro Villanueva on the right side as Ronnie Stanley comes back. So they'll, they'll Villanueva on the right side flipping over. So he plays. Um, but they will go with rookie at edge rusher. Okay. I respect Baltimore, they're, they're good. I think they'll be in the playoffs, but the, until the Ravens beat the Chiefs, I just cannot be nervous about that game. Yeah, and I think that's fair. They've got to prove that they can do it. And look, it's going to be it's going to be a hell of a game. It's going to be a charged up atmosphere. Those Ravens fans are going to be foaming at the mouth to get another chance at, at taking down Mahomes and the Chiefs. You're going to you're going to. I'm already annoyed at the media storylines. I haven't even started yet about the whole revenge. It'll be a double revenge game of Orlando Brown and Sammy Watkins. They'll, somebody will goad one of those guys into saying something about, yeah, I want to get revenge. Um, so uh, but my money's on Brown. Um, 
that's week two. So now I'm going to pull back a little bit. Um, and and so that you know, game three, and I'll say that the Chiefs schedule early, not a cakewalk. So they're week one home against the Browns. Then they go on the road for Sunday night football against the Ravens. Week three, they'll host a, a classic noon kickoff uh, against the Chargers, who they always have trouble with. Justin Herbert going into year two. It's going to be really interesting to see how Los Angeles looks. And then in week four, it's a road game against the Eagles. Not too worried about that game, uh, but Andy goes back to Philly. So that's an interesting storyline. And then we'll, we'll stop at week five with a game on Sunday night football against the Buffalo Bills. So that's your first five games. Home against Cleveland, on the road against Baltimore, home against the Chargers, on the road in Philly, and then home against the Bills. So t- tough games. Like, you know, other, with the exception of maybe the Eagles, all those all those teams could be potential playoff teams. How do you feel about that start? They do go home, road, home, road, home. So that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't have... You don't have any any real tough stretch early in the sense of going on the road for a couple games early, or you know their their first back to back road trip which they have two of would be week six, week seven. But listen, I look at the Chiefs' schedule personally, and four of their first five games are going to be games that they're going to be tested: Cleveland, Chargers. The Bills, the Ravens. Now, the Eagles, they should beat into the ground. That that game should be the Chiefs win that game by 20-plus points. Those other games are going to be big challenges. Um, but again, the Chiefs always seem to play well early in the year. Not only seem to. Mahomes has never lost a game in September. and Hasn't thrown an interception either, I believe. No, I mean, they're ridiculous. They come out of the gate and they just annihilate teams. And by the way, last year, they played a tough slate coming out. And they, they, it just didn't matter. They beat the Chargers in week two. They beat the Ravens in week three. They killed the Ravens. They, you know, week one, the Houston ended up being terrible, but that was a team coming off the playoffs. The Chiefs blew them out. So, you know, Kansas City last year played a, a, a stretch. Week six, they had the Bills on the road on that weird game where they played like Monday afternoon and they, they went and rushed for an ungodly amount of yardage. My point is, if you're the Chiefs and you're going to get that kind of a slate, and, and you're going to have to play that five-week stretch, you might as well play it at, at the beginning because they've played really well in the last handful of years. And I see so many people say, well, you know, geez, that's a really tough schedule. It's like, well, yeah, it's a really tough schedule for the other teams, too, that have to go to Arrowhead. Like, harder right. for them than it is for Kansas City. Um, look, I look at those first five games, and to me it's money time right off the bat. If Kansas City can go 5-0, and and let's be real, God knows they have the talent to do it. They'll be favoring all these games. If they can do it, they're going to have tiebreakers against Cleveland, Baltimore, and Buffalo, and they'll at least have a split with the Chargers, and we're not, in, and, and that'll all be by October 10th. Yeah. Like, you put yourself in a massive, massive position of strength if you can win those games. And the Chiefs are going to be favored in every single one of them. And I think the Chiefs have a great shot to win them all. I really do. I mean, Buffalo, you get at home. Cleveland, you get at home. The Chargers, you get at home. Baltimore, you get in the road. But they're off a short week, and they can never beat Kansas City. So I feel great about it, quite honestly. 
Yeah, it's a nice little stretch. It's some tough games. That's good. I mean, no, don't be sleepwalking into the season if you're the Chiefs, right? And, and hopefully they won't be coming off that embarrassing Super Bowl loss. They're going to be ready to go. Um, if if they had you know if they had won the Super Bowl, I might be a little bit more concerned about this stretch just because you're you know you're coming of back to back Super Bowls. You're feeling yourselves right, and and everyone's gunning for you. But uh, it's it's I, I wish they would have won the Super Bowl. But the fact that they're coming into the season with something to prove, well, that definitely doesn't hurt the focus early on. Right. With a stretch like this. So um, of those games, if they're going to stumble, I guess you hope they stumble against Philly, right? And and lose to an NFC team. But uh, which one worries you the most? It's got to be Buffalo, right? Um, If they're going to stumble, I just don't think Philadelphia can beat them. I, I think the Chiefs can play Chad Henney and win that game. Um, yeah. I guess if I had to pick, I guess Baltimore, just because it's on the road. You know, I mean, if I had to pick, I just maybe Baltimore can find a way to win a game against them. It's a home opener; they're just jacked up. Maybe that, that be, maybe that's finally the, the game where, you know, Marcus Peters gets his revenge or something. I, I, you know, it's certainly possible. I just, I'm being honest, man. I just don't see it. I don't like Baltimore can't throw the ball to keep up with them. They don't have the edge rush anymore. The Chiefs now have Orlando Brown, like. I'm going to go out on a limb a little bit with this because they don't have maybe that third receiving option they've had in the past. and I get all that. I think this is going to be the best offense they've ever had under Mahomes. I think this team offensively, I think this is going to be the best offense they've ever had. I mean, it's the best line by a mile. Because nobody, look, nobody gets excited nationally. I mean, people in KC do because they saw the Super Bowl and they get it and everything else. But, Nationally, nobody's going to sit there and, and get jacked up about the offensive line, right? Like it's just—it's not a sexy position. People are going to talk about receivers, and they're going to talk about tight ends, and they're going to talk about running backs. The Chiefs' offensive line is so good, just comparatively to what it has been, and just now, really, just so good in general. Mahomes is going to have more time to throw. They're going to open up more running lanes. They're going to be more creative in the screen game. I think Kansas City's offense is going to be devastating. I think it is going to be the best offense in football by a significant margin. And I and I don't know that it was last year. As great as they were, I don't know that they were the best offense in football. Like, you know, they, they had an argument, but it could have been the Packers. It could have been some other teams. I think this season it'll be like, no, Kansas City's the best offense in football. Like, I really believe this is going to be a year where offensively they are just an absolute juggernaut. And if they are, I don't think Baltimore can keep up with them. Buffalo couldn't keep up with them last year, and Buffalo is basically the exact same team coming back. I respect the Chargers. I think the Chargers are definitely the second best team in the division. I think they're very good. I picked them to be a playoff team. It's a wild card team. The problem I have with the Chargers is they lost Denzel Perriman. They lost Melvin Ingram. They they lost um, Casey Hayward and didn't replace really any of those guys. I mean, Sante Samuel Jr. comes in second-round pick I really like, but is he going to step in right away and be Casey Hayward? That's a big ask of a rookie, any rookie. Um, I think the Chargers are good. Do I think the Chargers are the Chiefs? No, I don't. So I think I think it's going to be tough, man. I think any any team in the AFC, if you're going to get the Chiefs, you better you better beat them when you play them, and then you have to have an ungodly run because otherwise, if the Chiefs are the tiebreaker on you, it's going to be really tough to catch them. Yeah, if I'm worried about anybody in that first stretch of five games, I'd probably say the the most likely teams to sneak up and and, and snake bite the Chiefs would be the Browns because I think they could. 
it's early in the season. Your defense isn't tackling well yet, and they they come out and they run the ball and they control the clock. And if if the if the Chiefs have any clunkiness on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, I just I saw the game last year where the Browns came out and just absolutely pancaked the Ravens. Uh, not the Ravens, sorry, the um, the Titans. You remember that game? They just oh, yeah. came out and just oh, yeah. like the the the, the 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 Titans were not ready to play. Uh, and 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 the so the, the Browns have that in them. So I, that one I'd be a little bit. Um, nervous about but i think the, i think the chiefs will be fine and then and i would watch out for the chargers because they always play the chiefs tough and and they can and they can throw the ball justin herbert could throw the ball and he stands the thing that impressed me the most about him was the way he stands in there against pressure it's just something that like you know like mahomes that you see a young guy that can do that right off the bat and you're like oh this guy's this guy's gonna be good this is the nfl like this is not you know it's no no gimmick None of that. That Chiefs were blitzing the crap out of that kid in that game, and he was standing in there and delivering passes on the money, and that's that's what makes a great NFL quarterback. So after those first five games, a couple sneaky tough road games here at Washington, who has a very strong defense, could potentially give the Chiefs problems, and then at Tennessee. So this is their this is their tough back to back road stretch uh, for the season, I think. And you know yep. the Titans, they're. Derrick Henry, right? I mean, gotta worry about Derrick Henry. So I'll worry about those games. Uh, any anything about those two? There's the, the the next stretch I want to talk about because I think it's really interesting that the November November first to December twelfth stretch. But anything from those two games that you want to make a note on? I both both two kickoffs. I actually think that's going to be where they lose their first game, and not because either of those teams are better, but, but no team's going seventeen and zero. I think the Chiefs are going to be laser focused early. They have a lot of teams in the AFC that they know they got to beat. They know it'll make their lives easier later. Andy's going to be putting together his A game plan for a lot of those games. Okay. And they're at home for three of those four AFC tilts. Um, I, I think that's where, you know, the Chiefs come out and they, they, they go full bore to try to handle that business. Now you go on that back to back road trip and look, Washington's one of those games. You have a hard time getting up for it. Not that Washington's not decent. They are. But they're an NFC team. If the Chiefs are five and zero at that point, like maybe it's kind of one of those games you're just not yeah. really into it. And the, and the and Washington has a good defense. Washington has a very good defense. Like that's a kind of game where I could see you know maybe even as good as the Chiefs line has got, maybe they have a little bit of trouble. You know, Fitzpatrick is one of those days where he throws for three hundred yards and four touchdowns because he he's capable of it. I think the Chiefs will split those games. And not because I think either one of those teams are better. And by the way, in full disclosure, if you go and look through that schedule post I did, I picked the Chiefs to go 15-2. and two. I picked them to lose only to Green Bay and to the Chargers on Thursday Night Football. Um, I think the Chiefs are a 14 or 15-win team. And I picked the Chiefs narrowly. I went back and forth with the Washington game. I eventually did pick the Chiefs to win it. But I'll, I'll put it this way. I think there's a, there's a world where the Chiefs split those games where they just have a game where maybe some guys are banged up, they take a week, you know, something like that. I, The Chiefs should win both those games, but I could see it being like a couple of years ago when they went to Tennessee and had that crazy game, you know, like some, something like that. But I, I think the Chiefs will be just fine. Yeah, and they would be coming off a kind of emotional win over Buffalo Sunday night football on October 10th, right? Going to Washington on the road. Yeah. And yeah, you could see that being a game where they just they come out flat, and you don't want to come out flat against a team with a really strong defense. So, so this is something I I picked up on the schedule. Now I remember last year a lot of the Chiefs' big games or games against playoff contending type teams, Super Bowl contending teams were on the road. Uh, 
yep. this year it actually Saints, worked out Fox, really Ravens. Yeah. yeah, all road games. They get they get a lot of the really good teams or the teams that are supposed to be really good at home this year. But this stretch is absolutely incredible for the Chiefs. They get through those first seven weeks of the season. From November 1st until December 12th when they play Vegas at Arrowhead, the Chiefs play one road game in Vegas. Yep. They're at home against the Giants, at home against the Packers. They go on the road to Vegas uh, and play on Sunday Night Football. Then they're home against Dallas. They get a bye week, home against the Broncos, home against Vegas. That is almost unfair. That, that, that Somebody should get fined for the Chiefs getting from November 1st until December 12th. And they, they're going to get Thanksgiving off. Like... It's incredible. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's true. I saw you make that point last night. I actually brought it up. Uh, I went on with Carrington Harrison, who's, who's of course, a 610 host in Kansas City and has been on the podcast for. It's a great point because you're right. Um, it's, uh, it's an incredible stretch. I mean, when they touch down from Tennessee, they'll get home the night of October 24th. So let's just say October 25th on. From October 25th through December 15th, they will be outside of Kansas City for 24 hours. And they'll that Sunday night game against against the Raiders. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Like, and and a lot of those games, let's let's just call it what it is. Sure. I mean, they, they should win most of those games. The Giants on Monday night football should win that game. The Packers, obviously, if Rodgers is their hardest game of the year. Then they go play the Raiders. Fine. Home to Dallas, bye. Home to Denver, home to the Raiders. I mean, that is. That is a stretch where you should get moving. Like, you should be yeah. able to at least win of those six games, at least five of them, and really, you know, put yourself firmly in a spot where, hey, we're going to play that Thursday night game against the Chargers. Maybe you're trying to clinch a division. Maybe you're trying to even, you know, not maybe technically clinch a one, but all but wrap up a one because we're going to get to it here. The, the end of their schedule is not difficult. Even though they have three of their last four on the road, normally you'd say, well, that is hard. And, and in recent years, they've almost always had three of their last four at home. Um, not the case this season as that kind of reverses, but I think Kansas City in a very, very good position. I, the hardest part of their schedule is the first five weeks. You get through the first five weeks. I mean, look, if you want to say first seven because of Washington, Tennessee, both division winners on the road, fine. Um I guess the easiest way to slice is this. The back half of their schedule is much easier than the front half, at least on paper as we sit here today. All right, let's take our last break really quickly. We'll dive a little bit more into this uh, this really great stretch for the Chiefs, and we'll, we'll finish off the end of the season as well. All right, we are back. Okay, so we, a great stretch. And as you pointed out, games that the Chiefs should win, and which is really great because now they're coming in, they're rested, uh, or not, not so much rested, but it's still early in the season, and they get this stretch in the middle, the dog days of the schedule, if you will, where they're going to be the most comfortable that they are all year, at least in terms of they're going to be sleeping in their own beds. They're going to get to spend time with. They're not going to be on the like. They're not going to be traveling around around Thanksgiving, right? Like it's a perfect a week twelve bye week. That's a great bye week. Uh, I like that bye week as late as possible. So if guys are getting banged up, that's when they really start to need it. They need the time off. And looking over this stretch, as we said, Giants on Monday Night Football, that's a bad matchup for the nation. Um, but they did it because it's New York, right? 
<laughs> um, so we're going to have to endure time, the Chiefs. Daniel, like, thanks yeah. for that. That's yeah, great. We're, we're going to have to that. stay up late to watch that curb stomping that's probably going to happen. Um, and then, see, this is what I don't, yeah. And, it's, and then you come back, and now you've got Green Bay. And who knows what's going to be going on with Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron Rodgers does somehow end up in Denver, that changes the second half of the schedule big time for the Chiefs. Um, do, do, let's just pause on that because it's it's been floating around. Do you, do you think that that's something that could happen? I, I think he will be there. I think he'll be there. I I know everybody wants to go nuts, and who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. I'm actually, I feel like, in the minority at this point. I feel like a lot of people think he's going to get traded. I just think for the Packers. Like, why? Yeah, okay, he's going to bitch and moan. It's not his feet. Okay, let him do it. Who cares? I mean, he's under contract. If he retires, he's got to pay back 20-some-odd million dollars. I think it's 23 million in the signing bonus. He's not doing that. He's not. If he retires, he's walking away from between this year's salary and his signing bonus about fifty-five million bucks. Okay, he is not walking away from fifty-five million dollars. Okay, I I feel confident in breaking that news. That's not happening. So, you you then look at it and maybe holds out or let him hold out. Let him hold out. And every day that he's not there, he's getting fined into oblivion. Like if I'm the Packers, I try to make nice. I try to give him some more money in his contract. I would be. I'd offer to trade Jordan Love because one thing you hear. Over and over and over is well, they don't think he's ready. They don't think Jordan Love's ready to play. Which I got to tell you, if he's not ready going into his second year in today's NFL, not great. Okay, but if he's not ready, then what are you doing? You know, trade him to the Raiders and get Derek Carr back and do what? Go nine and eight? Like I, I don't see the upside yeah. that. And you're not, you're not getting picks, of course, anyway until next draft, next April at this point. So if I'm the Packers, I'm just holding on to him. And, and if you have we a get Super Bowl team next year, I'd trade him. Like this is a Super Bowl team. This is not like even even if they do believe wildly in, in Jordan Love, he ain't coming in as first round. I don't care how good the team is, he's not going to be the second coming of Patrick Mahomes. This is not something like what Mahomes did when he started is uncommon and extremely uncommon, right? He he's not going to come in and put and, and probably take you to the AFC or the NFC Championship game. You have Aaron Rodgers who just won the MVP. Figure it out. You have a Super Bowl team. If they stunk, right? If the whole team was a mess and needed to rebuild, and you, sure, okay, I get it, right? Trade them because, like, you, you're not going to beat these elite teams in the NFL. If you, if, but they're they are an elite team. You, you could make an argument with the Rodgers that they're the second best team in the NFL. So what do you do? Right. Like, just it would be insane to trade them. There's just no upside for them. It's not like, oh well, we get picks for our rebuild. No, no, you have a chance to win a Super Bowl for the next couple of years. Figure it out. Extend an olive branch. Extend five olive branches. He'll cool down. He Look, if, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, as annoyed as he might be with the Packers, and he sees what Brady did, you know, going to the Bucs and winning a Super Bowl, I'm sure he's thinking about that. Even if he went to Denver, and Denver's got a good team, his best chance to win a Super Bowl is right where he's at. That's a good football team. I do not want to play that football team in the Super Bowl. I, I don't with Aaron Rodgers. No, no. And I, you know, so... I don't think they're going to deal them. I, you know, it's going to, they're going to bitch and moan. It's going to be a pissing match back and forth all summer long. And then he's going to come out week one and throw for 400 yards against New Orleans. And everybody's going to go, oh, that's all right. It's over. I, yeah. I don't worry about it. Um, I will say, because I just found this and I thought this is interesting. At least I care about this stuff. Maybe some of you do. Hopefully some of you do. Um, went over on the Action Network 
they did this thing I think is pretty cool. They projected the spread every game in the NFL season. So kind of like what I do where I pick all the games, except they, for their betting purposes, picked all the spreads. Now, the Chiefs are five and a half, okay, week one. But their projected spread was seven. All right, so it came out yesterday morning. Here are the projected lines for the Chiefs, which now keep in mind, if you're not someone who bets a lot, you get three points basically for being the home team. So if, if, if you're home and it's an even money type game, it's usually KC minus three. All right. And obviously, you know, if they're on the road, then the Chiefs are the, the Chiefs are getting three points essentially. So here are the lines projected by the action network. They they thought the Chiefs would be minus seven week one. A pick in Baltimore, just straight up pick them. Chiefs favored by nine against the Chargers. Chiefs favored by eight and a half on the road against Philly. Four and a half at home against Buffalo. Four and a half on the road against Washington. Four on the road against Tennessee, favored in all these games. 12-point favorites against the Giants. Four-point favorite against the, against the Packers. Seven points against the, the Raiders on the road. Eight points at home against Dallas. Uh, then after the bye, a 12-point favorite against Denver, an 11-point favorite against the Raiders, a 5-point favorite at Los Angeles in Week 15 on that Thursday night game, a 7.5-point favorite at home against Pittsburgh, an 8.5-point favorite on the road against Cincinnati, and then to finish the year, an 8-point favorite at Denver. So they have them for 16 to 17 games are a favorite, and they're a pick them on the road against a top-10 team in Week 2 against Baltimore. That is that is the projection. Um that ought to, it, it, to me, I always believe in Vegas kind of, hey, this is what teams really kind of look like because you kind of, they're all about making money. Vegas doesn't care about your feelings. They want to make money. They want to set the right line. That is absurd. Like, they're, they're not an underdog. And I, and I believe that, by the way, will be correct. They're not an underdog once. That's insane. And last yeah. year, the only game they were an underdog was against Baltimore. And they killed them. I mean, they, they are just the Chiefs, to me, if they're healthy this season, they're going to the Super Bowl. There is nobody beating them in the AFC. Nobody. I think the AFC's gotten marginally worse. Um, sorry, I know my computer keeps ding. It's a damn text message. Can't turn it off. Um, I think the AFC's gotten worse around them. Like Buffalo did nothing of note either way. I think Buffalo's about the same thing. Baltimore lost pieces. Pittsburgh lost a lot of pieces. The, the Raiders are worse than they were, if that matters to you. Denver, I actually really like the roster. They, if they got Aaron Rodgers, they'd be a real threat. But with that quarterback situation, they're not. I don't know that India or Tennessee is more than a 10-win team that has the potential to win a playoff game, and that's about it. I like Cleveland, but you mentioned it with Baker. I think they're limited. Like They're good. I, I think they're a really good team, but they're just there's a ceiling there. Tua with the Dolphins, eh. Right, like the Pats did more than anybody, and I don't think the Pats are even a good team. I don't think they're a playoff team. So, like, you look at the AFC, and as long as Kansas City's healthy, who is beating them? I, I, I really just don't see it. Yeah, it's um, somebody can can get them, of course, but this stretch in particular, I mean, the Green Bay game, Vegas, I think they're the same. You know, I'm worried about them about as much as I was last year. They don't get the they don't get a chance for a for a championship though until the 14th of November. So that's that's right tough on them. They, right around the yeah. stadium, yeah, yeah. Week week ten, um, <laughs> and then uh, so looking through that stretch, coming off the bye, it, Denver shouldn't be a problem for the Chiefs. Hasn't been for a long time. Um, 
Then they play Vegas again. And then we get into this last stretch, these final four games uh, of the season. And the Chiefs return to prime time for their, their Thursday night game against the Chargers. So this one might, luckily they're at home when they play Vegas. Um, it would have been interesting to see what they did if they were on the road uh, against Vegas. But I think, don't they usually like to have teams at home before they go on the road for Thursday night football? You know, I'd have to look at that. I don't know. I've never really thought about it. Totally possible. I've just yeah, never it, really it's it's a, it's a tough – it's always – those Thursday night games are always tough. And so that might be – if the Chiefs are going to stumble down the stretch, that's the one I think. They host in Vegas at 1 o'clock on December 12th – or noon, sorry. And then going on the road a few days later to Los Angeles late in the season. Guys are banged up. And you got a Thursday night game against Justin Herbert and the Chargers. And then after that, it's Pittsburgh at home. Who knows what Pittsburgh is going to look like? You know they're well coached. You know they can win with Roethlisberger. At least they could last year. But they, once teams figured out what they were doing, uh, that was that. So I, I, I'm not, I don't foresee a good season for Pittsburgh. But you got to give that franchise credit. Even when they're crummy, they find a way to win six, seven games. I'll give them uh, I'll give them credit, but I, I don't think they're going to be good this year. I I think they'll be about five hundred, and they'll win eight or nine games. Uh, yeah. It's worth to say that now because there is no five hundred, right? You're either above and, or below and, now, and, and um, that's a credit to Mike Tomlin, in my opinion. It is. It is. It's a, believe me, it's almost exclusively a credit to Mike Tomlin because Roethlisberger's deep ball is about six feet now. So <laughs> they, the problem I have with Pittsburgh is I just they can't score. They cannot score. They, their offensive line is terrible. Okay, Roethlisberger is a sitting duck, and he has no arm. And everybody's going to go nuts about Claypool and Deontay Johnson and Smith Schuster. That's great. He can't throw the football. Like it, it doesn't matter. They don't have a tight end who scares you. They don't have. I, we'll see with Najee Harris coming in. Maybe he's a great back. Maybe he's not. Whatever. They don't have a line. And defensively, they lose Bud Dupree. They lose Mike Hilton, who's a really good, nice slot corner. Goes to the Bengals. It's an underrated signing, by the way. They lose Steven Nelson a free agency. He's still sitting out there. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot of guys. I, I just, I, I do not think the Steelers are going to be good. I don't think there'll be a rollover. I don't think they're the kind of team you're just going to pencil in for 12 losses or anything. But should the Chiefs beat them the day after Christmas at home? Yeah, they should. They, they should absolutely win that game. And then you finish up with two road games. And this, this game on January 2nd, day after New Year's at Cincinnati. This is an interesting game to me, and it's and it's all it's a hundred percent because of Joe Burrow, right? That team not good, couldn't stop anybody last year. Correct. Couldn't really protect them very well. Didn't have a lot of weapons to throw to, but he kept them in some shootouts when he was on the field. The kid's special. He's talented. If he's coming, if he's and this this game, it makes me just a little bit nervous. Hopefully, the Chiefs everything wrapped up. But this is a game they can't afford to, to get snake bit on because more teams will be in it for longer. And it's a game they should win, but it's on the road. It's against an ascending quarterback who's now going to be at the end of his very end of his second season, uh, though, though he didn't miss a bunch of games with injury last year. So you got, you, you got to watch out for that. That could be like a Justin Herbert situation from last year, right? Where they're like, they get into a shootout, the defense isn't playing well, uh, and the Chiefs need to execute. But, but do either of these games worry you? Do you think Mahomes is even on the field come week 18 in Denver? As a Chief fan, nothing would make me happier than if the Chiefs go to Denver and play Chad Henney and just smoke Denver. That would be a beautiful thing. Um, 
I don't know if he'll be on the field week 18. I gotta I gotta say, I, I actually don't think he will be. I think they'll have it wrapped up by then. I Cincinnati to me is a it's a brutal matchup for the Bengals. They can't stop him. Kansas City is just yeah. gonna tear them up. I I think really that's a game that if the Chiefs really want, and they probably won't, they'll probably kind of hold back the reins a little bit. I think the Chiefs could score 45, 50 points in that game. Like if, they, if they really just said, you know what, we, we're going to go all out, I don't think Cincinnati would force a punt. Um, yeah. The only thing in those two games you always have to account for, because it's late in the year, is weather. Do you get yeah. a game where it's just miserable? out? Now, believe it or not, most teams, most players and coaches will tell you that in the snow, it actually benefits the offense because the offensive player knows where they're going. The defensive mm-hmm. player doesn't. Um, the Chiefs, actually, if you remember last year, even though it was in October, they played at Denver and it was snowing like crazy. And Kansas City ended up blowing out Denver. I think the Chiefs, even though it's a back-to-back on the road to end the year, I think that's a great spot to be in. Like If they, if they got to beat those two teams to, to win the one seed, they're going to do it. They're, they're not losing to them. So... I feel good. Now, if the Broncos get Rodgers, that could be for the division. (laughs) That could all of a sudden change things. That could be Sunday night football. Here it comes. Everybody's 13 and three, and, you know, we're playing for it all. But if it's Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, Denver's probably like eight and eight or seven and nine going into that game. Um, I think she's in great shape. So the important thing we got to talk about, we got to figure out here are we going to Arrowhead and which game? Should we target? I'm looking pretty hard at that Sunday, October 10th game against Buffalo on Sunday Night Football. So I take a walk every morning before we do this podcast. And I, well, before I, I just do it every morning anyway. Um, and I was thinking about this exact thing. And I was like, we should go to the game and they play the Bills. So we're in lockstep. I basically just need to tell Josh Hill that I will not be working that Sunday and <laughs> he can, can peach me on it. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, man, I'm, I'm with you. I think that'd be great. Um, won't be I, too cold I, I, yet. No, it's perfect football weather. It's you know Sunday night football against the other team in the AFC. That's probably the other best team, second best team. Because I, you know, I'm looking at the rest of the schedule. It'd be fun to go week one, but I feel like you're not into the flow of the season yet. Like right. that's it's too hot too. It's like it's still like 80 degrees. Yeah, Doesn't feel like football you know, weather. Chargers fine. Yeah, okay. I've seen the Chargers already. I, I mean the Giants. Like, in one way, going on Monday Night Football would be easiest for me work-wise, but at the same point, like, I don't want to see him play the Giants. I just feel like they'll just – if we're going to go out there, I want to see a good like, – I, I don't want to see him play the Giants. The Packers would be fascinating. Yeah. Um, but like, what do you do if you buy those tickets and it's like, hey, it's Jordan Love. <laughs> like, very awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be sitting on I, – I, I might try to go out for that Packers game too. Because it's uh, November, it's starting to get. Uh, now you're in good, solid football weather. Uh, but you know, we've gone a couple times, and for some reason, we always decide to go and like you know when it's 15 below zero and they're playing the Raiders. We're it. up there at the and they, <laughs> that for that game, that, that one game we went to that they that uh, it was it was the coldest I've ever been in my entire life. It was the third coldest game they've ever had at Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, I remember I took was, I took my wife, I took Steph, and and now yeah. your wife came as well. Um, I remember Stephanie. She was a good sport about it. She loved to tailgate, but man, by yeah. about the third quarter of that game, she was like, "I am so cold, I can't feel anything." She's yeah. like, "How are you enjoying this?" I'm like, "This is fantastic." And yeah. for anyone who doesn't know, that was the game. That was 2016. It was a Thursday night game. That was Tyree Kill returning that punt, right. which was like the moment in that game that everybody remembers. You know, they they were able to win it. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think Buffalo's the, the play because otherwise. I don't want to go see him play Dallas. It's going to be, you're going to have like half the stadium. You're going to be Cowboys fans. And just Plus they should kill Dallas. I I mean, Denver, Denver week 13, the Raiders week 14 are interesting. Those are both noon kicks, December games. Those are kind of interesting. Me, the Raiders, but I'm with you, man. And I, I, I'd love to see the Pittsburgh game. It's the day after Christmas and I'd like to not yeah. get divorced. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so, uh, feel it, I feel think Buffalo is the right play. I do. I think we yeah. should get tickets to that and just tell Josh Hill that uh, you know, listen, any day, any day off. Yeah, it's uh, and 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 the great thing about those Sunday night games is you could spend the whole day in the parking lot. Oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. just really throw a few back, throw the ball around, meet some of you Arrowhead addicts out there. That's the thing I'm most excited about. It'll be the first time that we we've been going out since we've been doing the podcast. So yeah, uh, we'd love to love to share a few drinks with a couple of you guys. On uh, on October tenth. All right, that's that's the plan. Let's start. Uh, I don't know when the best time to get tickets is. Probably soon. So I'll start. I'll, I'll start talking to But we yeah. should definitely plan like a little <clears throat> get together with the podcast. Uh, make it happen. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna fly or if we're gonna drive, but I'll. Uh, I've got a car now too. So if you guys come down, stay at the new house. We'll be down on the south side. Save ourselves half an hour of driving through the city. Zip right on over there if we do decide to drive. So true. Every time uh, I've gone out there for a game, I've driven, which is yeah, maybe like homicidal mentally. But I, I'm <laughs> done. Uh-huh. It is nice when you fly. You're just kind of like it's that quick flight, you know. And yep. uh, if we decide to fly, same thing. We're going to be right down there by um, God. What the hell is that? Midway, Midway. Yep. right by Midway. So, um, by the way, real quick, we do have uh, two podcast reviews. To, uh, to oh, nice. read out. Unless, unless we have, and I apologize if we, if, uh, if Sterling and, and, and Matt Connor read this, I'm not sure. Chief Don't and Amarillo, um, yeah. Chief and Amarillo, uh, five stars. Thank you so much. An excellent Chiefs podcast. Thoroughly enjoy the content from both Matt and Patrick and Sterling and Matt. After this year's draft, I feel like the Chiefs go into the season without declaring need at any position. How do you guys feel about the future of the offensive line after the investments made this year? What potentials do you think this unit has compared to other lines in our lines of Chiefs history? I think now that I read this, I think we did this. We last did this week. one. Yeah, we did. Okay. So then we answered it. I'll just really quickly say, like, I think the offensive line is going to be really, really good. So uh, you get you get two reads because uh, I, I apparently have lost my memory. Chief and, and Amarillo cashing in. That's right. That's right. See, you, you review, you might get mentioned twice. And then, of course, Clint McKenzie, who is uh, our resident PR man. Uh, Epiphany. Hi, guys. It's occurred to me that I get a little verbose in my reviews. Suffice it to say that I look forward to new episodes of this podcast more than any other, and I truly mean that. Thanks for everything, Clint. Uh, hey, listen, no worries. We appreciate the love because God knows I'm on Twitter all the time, and I don't say this as a bragging thing. I just say this as a real thing. I have about 12,500 followers, okay, which is great, and I love interacting with everybody. It is a lot of fun, but let me tell you something. You get the blue check mark. You get enough followers. Get a lot of people also hate your guts. And oh, so, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's always nice to hear nice things instead of something about, you know, my family. Or, uh, I mean, I, I had somebody say something to me about my wife the other day. The person doesn't even know me. They really was interesting. Yeah, you take it with a grain of salt because it's Twitter. But at the same point, you're like, geez, all because I picked the Raiders to lose a handful of games. And it's like, I have the, like I have the power to make it happen. Um, but in any event, listen. By the way, this week, leave comments. Uh, if you, leave a rating, leave a review, please, if you, if you could. Uh, and, and give us your thoughts on the Chiefs' schedule. Best part, worst part, if you're out in KC or you plan to go to KC, the game you want to go to, 
let us hear your feedback. And then next week we can jump into that and we can kind of riff off that and talk about things that you're thinking about. Because look, let's be real. The next two and a half months, you know, we got OTAs, we have minicamp, but it's a little bit of the doldrums. I think the next yep. thing we're going to be looking for at Kansas City is Tyron Matthew. When's that extension coming? Um, we're in that part of the year now where my guess is it'll be it'll be happening here in that in that range. So um, keep an eye out for that. And did the Chiefs sign anybody else? Brashad Breeland is still out there. Melvin Ingram and Justin Houston still out there. I will die on this hill. They really should do it. There was also a report. The Chiefs players texting D.D. Westbrook, receiver yeah. from Jacksonville, trying to get him to go to the Chiefs, which I know our buddy, uh, our old old Reach, uh, Stacy Smith over in KC, yep. a great guy, wrote for Arrowhead Attic forever, become a good friend of ours personally. Um, he is the biggest D.D. Westbrook fan in the world. And so if they sign D.D. Westbrook, he's going to be thrilled. He's been he's been shilling for it all offseason. If you don't know who D.D. Westbrook is, he's 27 years old, uh, out of Oklahoma, broke into the league in 2017. In 2018, now mind you, this is with Blake Bortles. 66 catches, 717 yards, five touchdowns. 2019, 66 catches, 660 yards. And then he had and, and three touchdowns. Last year, unfortunately, week one towards ACL. So essentially missed yeah. the whole year. But a good player. Like, if he went to Kansas City, it would be a real legitimate option to be the number two receiver on the team. Um, if you can put up over 700 yards with Blake Bortles, you can do anything. He's so, talented. People he's have been waiting player. for him to really break out, you know, and he hasn't kind of gotten over the hump. You know, of like solid receiver to like really good receiver. But if there's a place he could do it, if I'm him, if the Chiefs are offering me, I'm coming. I'll come for anything to play with Mahomes, even on a one year deal. deal. Yeah. For the vet minimum. If I had, if for no other reason, because like you just said, look, you go play with Mahomes and that offense, you're going to get seven, 800 yards without really any problem as long as you're healthy. So it'll be interesting. Now, of course, since we're past the draft, None of this counts toward compensatory pick formula. So the Chiefs can sign these guys, and it's not hurting their compensatory pick situation. And that, and that does matter for a lot of these teams. Right, two important announcements before we go. Number one, we have a very important birthday today. It's Tyron Matthews' birthday. Uh, he's a May 13th birthday. I know that because May 13th is also my birthday. And so he's my birthday buddy. I got to text him. He's... Well, yeah, yeah. you forgot Vertoram. Yeah, no, no, no. I appreciate you. A whole podcast gone by, not a word from you. I had no you know? idea it was your birthday. None. <laughs> the, the, the company none. said, no, it's fine. They, they talked about it in the Slack channel, on the employee Slack channel. Oh, I, sure I haven't even opened Slack yet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that so I'm, what, this, this is how much I love y'all uh, out there. We, get, we, we couldn't leave you hanging. Uh, I'm off today, but by God, we're talking chief schedule. That's that's fun for me. Uh, but happy birthday to to Tyron Matthew, my birthday buddy. Last year, I texted him. He said, "Happy birthday, King," to me. So uh, I, I felt like that was uh, overly generous on his part. <laughs> uh, I told, I tried to tell my wife that that was my new nickname, but it didn't fly. A whole year's gone by, and she hasn't called me that once. So you, you're texting with Tyron Matthew. I didn't realize you guys were. Oh no, I didn't text. I hit him up on Twitter. 
you know, I'm like, you and him are just your yeah. boys now. You just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish, I wish. Let's but let's change that. Time. Tickets, save money. Yeah, yeah, that Bills game is not going to be cheap. Um, no, but yeah, happy happy birthday to him. And the other important thing is, I don't know if anybody besides me cares, but you came up during this around the same time as me. They're bringing He Man back on Netflix, and it's coming out in July. I I did not know that, but that's interesting. Were you a He Man fan? I had all the all the figurines. Maybe you were a little too I, I late. I wasn't. Yeah, I never. Wa- I just man, I I was a nerd even then, man. If it wasn't football, if it wasn't sports, I probably wasn't watching it even as a kid. Skeletor is one of my favorite cartoon villains of all time. He's hilarious. Um, just a hilarious uh, bad guy. But yeah, the, the and it it looks incredible. The, uh, the the if you go to Netflix at Netflix geeked. Uh, the Power Returns sneak peek of Masters of the Universe Part One, premiering July twenty third on Netflix, and uh, it looks it looks good. It looks about the same, just you know, updated uh, updated animation. But um, I'm fired up, man. I got the I got the He Man box set, so let's uh, let's do it. Um, if you guys like this podcast, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can let us know what your favorite who your favorite He Man character is. Some of those figurines are worth money, I think. By the way, I got it call the parents um <laughs> the orco one is the one that i had uh leave us a review over on apple podcast we really appreciate your support leave us a five-star review over there make sure you leave a written review and ask us a question let us know who your favorite he-man character is let us know what cereals we need to try have you gotten the cosmic brownie yet Birdram? it's out now no, but I, haven't, I haven't gotten my hands on it. i gotta go to walmart I, the same here but i will i will review it um and I will, I will be very thorough. In fact, I think the only way to really get the right read is to the entire box. Yeah, family size, just to, just to make sure. Um, <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, we're going to get out of here. I'm going to go play some Madden and relax. And Vertoram is going to keep bringing you some really great NFL content. So make sure you head over to fansided.com. Make sure you're listening to the Stacking the Box podcast, which also features the Matt Lombardo show. So you get two incredible national NFL podcasts for the price of one feed. Uh, I don't know what else you could want. You got Airhead Addict. You got Stacking the Box. You're in pretty good shape if you're a football fan. Yeah. All right, everybody. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. We will talk to you next week. And as always, go Chiefs. that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is having a versatile high quality favorite feels great but having a whole closet full of them feels even better american giant puts the quality durability and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days from premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight french terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever whether you're dressing for work the gym or happy hour you're sure to find your next closet go-to from american giant And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. 
Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0.